What's poppin' my Freeform Renegades? You are tuned into the Freeform Network. Thanks for joining us for another fun episode of Freeform Radio. I'm your host, Noel, with my co-host, Daniel. Yes, sir. Chilling over here. A little tired today, man, even though I didn't really do much yesterday. But, hey, man, we're going to make this thing happen. Beautiful day outside, so let's get this podcast going, man. Definitely. And Andy. It's all good, Andy. I'm here, and uh, I am... uh tech savvy and etiquette so if you got any questions hit me up man but uh i'm right here ready to get this uh podcast rolling definitely well it's another nice day here in chicago it's actually nice and cool today for a july uh day but wherever you listeners are we hope you're sitting cool feeling good and let's just jump right into it so uh andy looks here like uh you've been into this wwe scandals this, it seems like there's always something going on there, man. What's uh, what's going on with WWE today? So currently, I mean, uh, I know it's been going on for like months. Uh, Vince McMahon got caught up in uh, some. Uh, uh, he was having an affair. Oh, <laughs> and, but the problem was that he had an NDA non-disclosure agreement with this woman, and um, she. I mean. I, Say what you will, but it's looking bad for him. So he paid her something like uh, $3 million plus. Before the sexual innuendo? No, so after after the innuendo. So when they hired her, I mean, this story is starting to like things are starting to uh, come out. So apparently they lived like in the same building. They got friendly. He gave her a job as like a paralegal. And uh, apparently it came out that the. from what I read and heard that it's she supposedly had a law degree from a college she didn't and then um they gave her a raise like more money and then uh, I think when McMahon uh, allegedly Vince McMahon when he was done with her he (laughs) gave her to Johnny Laurinaitis or aka Johnny Ace former wrestler he's an executive uh like of personnel he's the one that does the hiring fire and then he started having relations with her and then it all came to light. They settled out of court non-disclosure agreement, paid her some money, and away it went. And um, it kind of leaked out. Somebody was emailing the WWE board of directors. They started searching. And I'm like, when I heard this, is like, ooh, like this is going to be rough. I bet you there's going to be all sorts of shit coming out. And so that was like the first one. They made them uh, not resign, but they – he excuse himself from ceo they put in his daughter stephanie and he's like i'm in charge only on the wrestling side of like creative and like that week he appeared on tv to get like a ratings boost and people are like there's vince mcmahon saying ain't nobody gonna get rid of fucking me and then um on smackdown and raw and then um he fucking more stuff came out the woodwork on friday or thursday the wall street journal released more um, and then now it includes former WWE talent, uh, contract workers, and just it's just like a mess. And they really haven't said much. They haven't acknowledged. I mean, they kind of acknowledged it, but they're like, you know, it is what it is. And so now Vince McMahon's not that his future is in doubt as CEO, but how he's going to get through this and a lot of people in today's current political climate. And I I mean, everything was consensual from what I understood for the, the affair, you know, and then sent one of them, he sent pictures, the other one, he was getting uh, blowjobs or he got one blowjob or something. And then he, she didn't want to continue. This is the WWE like performer, a talent, the woman. And she got like demoted and they didn't renew her contract and then she came back and then like she she brought a lawyer and they paid her like eight million bucks or something and um so yeah it's not looking good i don't know how long if he's gonna ever be ceo again to me i I don't think it's gonna happen because or there's even people saying that he might take the uh go making it back private so he don't have to deal with all the stock, uh, you know, the shareholders. And um, 
I mean, I know there's a lot to take in there. We haven't really, you don't know what's going on, but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a mess. Corporate wise, it's not a bit good thing. You got you know shareholders, and also you got your sponsors, which uh, you know it, it, the sponsors might pull out and not stop giving you money. And then this week is when we the week of this recording, they're dropping the PG uh, and they're going up to uh, PG fourteen. So Whoa. the last time they were like that, it was like very risque, swear words, hot lesbian action. Like, you remember all that shit then? And then uh, the puppies and blood. So they're like, what does that mean? You know, or maybe they're like looking at their demo and they're like, this kid's shit ain't working for us because the ratings. I mean, they're down all across the board. But I mean, whose ratings is it down? So they're like, what is that? W- w- what are they going to do? Wow. I had no idea about the upping in the ratings uh as far as what they can do pg rated r and all that good stuff but wow man that so yeah the the ratings have dropped i mean everybody on regular cable tv's ratings are in i mean it's down even for like college football nfl everything's down so this week they announced that they're dropping the they're going away from pg and making it tv 14 so what does that mean that's more cursing I mean, what's allowed on TV and not worth TV and like just more blood. So who knows what uh, if their change of creative, how much of it's going to change? Well, I hope it does, man. It's when I was growing up, I loved wrestling like I and you guys are to thank for that because you guys watched it, too. And you guys got me into it. But somewhere along the way in like the mid 2000s, I want to say like 2005 and on. They just changed it to the point where it was like no coming back. Uh, it was, I guess, like you said, PG, and and it felt it like you know it felt very childish, like f- stupid jokes, corniness, cringe humor, and cringe. Uh, what is it called? Like storylines and things that just weren't interesting compared to when I grew up. I was watching Hell in the Cell matches, fucking TLC, the Hardy Boys. This is a little bit later, obviously, from the 80s and 90s, but. They, they just fell off. Right. To me, I, I would think they're going to be worried about are they going to be able to get sponsors? Because I know that's a big part of it is whether these companies will continue to invest in WWE, especially if Vince is trying to sell it. Usually that's like all up like a big package. Like, yeah, we got money coming in from XYZ. We got all these sponsors. So if they go up in the ratings, are any sponsors going to drop them? So yeah, that's the thing. Well, the, right now the WWE gets just like a ton of guaranteed money with the deals they currently signed with the WWE Network going to Peacock. They get two hundred and fifty million dollars a year, no matter if anybody's watching it. So that's they got a five-year deal. It's a billion dollars. They have uh, the guaranteed money from Saudi Arabia when they were touring before the pandemic. They struck a deal with that. They're getting like twenty million a show, thirty million or something like that. The Fox TV with SmackDown, they, I think they got like a billion dollars for that, and the rights for USA Network, uh, the the Raw brand, that's coming up soon. I think in two years, and um, so they they got a lot of money, TV money coming in. The, the problem is, uh, if people ain't watching that that it's a tv show i mean wrestling how we is kind of when we were growing up then we were older you had to go to you know live events and all that that's kind of slow i mean it's been that's not their main uh revenue generating money you know that uh, it's all the tv money and so with raw coming up there who might bid on that and uh how much money they can get i'm i'm anticipating I mean, they're going to get over a billion dollars. SmackDown got a billion dollars to go to Fox, and I was shocked when that happened. So um, with Raw, who knows how much they're trying to get, but with these scandals, that's hurting their bottom line. And a lot of people might be like, well, we don't want Vince running it. But there's also this thing where they know Vince McMahon is he's running the day-to-day, and maybe some people won't feel comfortable with him if he's not leading the the creative side of the promotion side of the wrestling they may not be comfortable committing that much money you know because who knows that's the only way that everybody's ever known Vince McMahon runs that company if he's not running it how's it gonna work 
Right. I know there was a time that Triple H was taking a big step forward as far as running creative and running a lot of the business. But for a reason, he's taken like a step back. I don't know if it's because of that heart attack or that heart condition he was dealing with. And, you know, I've heard stuff about people saying Vince has kind of lost it a little bit as far as what is good and what is not. So maybe it'll be refreshing and and people will kind of gravitate to it again. Yeah. I mean, like granted, like Noah says, like uh, going to TV 14, I mean, that's, I mean, I don't want to say it's big. It's, it's somewhat important. It's from like, when we were growing up, like you were uh, the last show, you're talking about Rocky Maivia, right? You were talking about the Rock, the Young Rock, and think about that character when he first came out, Rocky Maivia. He's all smiling and shit, and people were like, "Man, fuck this guy." And then when he turned into the Rock in the Attitude Era, TV 14, and like he changed with the, you know, uh, the way he talked, the way he acted, um, down to like, you know, talking about uh. Like what he's gonna do to to women? You remember all that? Like it was just crazy. Yeah. And then like poppies. Uh, and, yeah, and yeah. like the the rock strudel or something. Remember that some right. promo he was doing to one of the announcers. So yeah, I mean it's um it, it, it's it, it's the way do is going. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna do that complete one eighty because they do make a lot of money. Um, the merchandise, I mean, a perfect podcast. When's the last time you walked down the street, been somewhere or like a bar or anything? Who's wearing a wrestling shirt? Like back in the day, everybody had wrestling shirts when it was at its peak. Now, I'm like, you won't see one. That, that tells you that it, it's like in popular culture, they're not where they used to be. Right, right, for sure, man. It's so. the demographics they're going after. They're going after kids. and Yes. I mean, I don't really, I haven't been in school, at least not in elementary school in so long. It's like, I don't even know if that's even a thing for elementary school kids. But growing up, yeah, you're right. Everybody had a DX shirt and they had a Triple H shirts and stuff like that. Yeah, th- th- that's what I'm saying. Like, the the way uh, they, I don't know, if going to PG kind of started with John Cena. You know, after Attitude, it was aggression and all this bullshit kind of clamped down with his bright color shirts and the all that crap and um even today i mean if i I don't watch raw no more i just know what i hear from i still listen to some podcasts from people but basically it's just people shitting on it but i just know roman reigns usos uh seth rollins and then once they wheel out brock lesnar i'm like and it kind of piques my interest uh but other than that i I don't know. I mean, I really don't know on the middle card or undercard or anything like NXT. I, I watched it for a little bit, but um, I don't watch WWE wrestling. If I do watch anything, it's I I, I got Peacock because I got uh, Xfinity Internet. It's they threw it in the Peacock, so we I don't pay for it no more. I used to pay for the network. It's in there now, and I go through it and I'll just watch stuff from the late 90s you know or early 2000s and once in a while i like when they release the coliseum videos there's a section on there for uh coliseum videos i don't know when's the last time you've been on the network and i'll pop i'll start watching those because i remember writing renting those vhs tips at action video where i grew up <laughs> i mean but that that's about it i mean like i rare i don't watch like highlights of new wrestling like oh what happened in raw like i watch raw religiously Fuck, it seems like for 15, 20 years, man. And now, since I got rid of cable, it's part on Hulu. They got, like, a recap show. It's, like, an hour and a half. I don't watch that. I'm just like, eh. Wow. So so what you're telling me is that you're not the resident expert anymore. You're just an observer like the rest of us? No, I'm still the expert. But, oh, okay, like I okay, said, okay. Did, did you recognize any of those names I just dropped? <laughs> hey, let me ask you something, man. Is the new rating for the TV... Are they going to let Booker T drop the N-word again? You know, like he nah, used man. to? Uh, WCW? Nah. Or it's not that... It's nah, not maybe, that, I don't know. <laughs> that Hulk Hogan promo? Right. Yeah. Oh, man, it's, that was classic. It's even like... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just like... It's going to be interesting where they go with that. And like... But I don't think it's going to be like that. Like, we're like, you son of a bitch. I think they're just going to use son of a bitch a lot. 
brass and, nugs. And damn it, and god damn it, and like stuff like that. And then like, and like ass. They used to say candy yeah. ass all the time, yeah. shit like that. Or genetic. Uh, uh, Vince used to call himself the genetic jackhammer or some shit. <laughs> or te- uh, testicles. Or what did he say? Fortitude or some bullshit. Testicular fortitude. Yeah, there you go. Testicular fortitude and shit. So. But even with AEW, they have a former a lot of the wrestlers that I did watch when before I started like falling off. But even them, I'm like, eh, like Brian Danielson, CM Punk, John Moxley. It doesn't get me to watch that show, and I'm just like, eh. And then like CM Punk, I really liked him, and then he left and he started talking shit. That's his. He had a bad experience. And He's he got entitled to twice. that. Yeah, and but now I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. When he came to Chicago, people went crazy, and I'm just like. Hey man, people like him, but to me, I'm just like, remember he said we were like dumb or something, like in this interview, like he, I, I don't recall the exact words, but he was shitting on wrestling fans. He's like, I'm never going back, fuck them, and that kind of really like pissed me off. Not pissed me off. I was just like, eh, and like if he comes back, I wasn't like, eh, and like I gotta watch this for sure. So. Yeah, they they didn't really do a good job like building up the new generation because w- when you guys watched it in the '80s. And some of the new generation started taking over in the 90s, like Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, all of them, Kurt Angle. You know, they, they start Undertaker and Kane and all those names. They were taking over for the Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, Sting, Ric Flair, you know what I mean? So you, you knew the old people and you knew the new people and they made them likable. It was like a nice transition. Yeah. And I want to say after that, it's like the new transition, like the people you're mentioning, like Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, those kind of guys. It's like they didn't really get the push. I guess they could have, or they didn't build them up in the right way. Because, yeah, like you said, man, I don't really know a lot of these new guys. So that that's the thing. So like when we were coming up, up to like attitude, even after aggression, which is like John Cena. There was John Cena and everybody else, but they had, they had like um. Uh, superstars, right? Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, down to Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, and then it turned into Stone Cold, The Rock, Undertaker, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. I mean, I don't really consider him a superstar, but whatever. It's the, <laughs> and then it turned into like, man, we're not John Cena, right? And then like Kurt Angle, and then and it turned into like these guys are like good, but not they're not superstars, and so they started pushing the WWE brand, and then. So now you have WWE. People watch like when they think of wrestling, they think of WWE. But now it's turning into like, eh, there's no superstars, and he's trying to push Roman Reigns, and he's somewhat like a superstar. But I don't think outside of wrestling, nobody really knows who he is, or like he doesn't. He's not crossover, and that's what they're pushing, and it's just like it's not working. Like hell, I think UFC fighters are more known than than WWE wrestlers. Like, you don't have a McGregor or even, you know, after McGregor. I know he's kind of old now, but there, there's nobody after that. And, like, right now you're watching and you're just like, this is it? Like, like eh. Like, it's not the storylines ain't good or anything like that. So, I don't know. That's yeah. what you, you guys think, you know, have you watched wrestling? What do you guys think of the current crop? Or what do you think of the WWE scandals? If WWE is going to survive and or is Vince McMahon going to survive? So, um, but let's go see over to Danny. It looks like he was gonna throw this badass party, but some bullshit happened. Like it always does, Danny. I don't know if it's family drama or something else, but what what exactly happened, man? Yeah, I just had uh, my housewarming. I, I've lived here. It's coming up to a year now, but uh, we moved in during the fall, and winter hit us pretty quick after that, where it got cold. And since my house is kind of small, it's kind of difficult to host everybody inside. So we had to wait until the weather got better. And anyways, long story short, uh, we had our housewarming here. And, uh, man, we were planning to have uh, fried chicken from either KFC or or Jules. (laughs) Alana was going to make this uh, pasta with vodka sauce that we had eaten like a week or two before that at a wedding. So we're like, oh, this is really awesome. This is what we should have. And then we're going to have like uh, two types of salads. We're going to have like a regular lettuce salad and then like a kind of like a cold pasta salad. So at least that was the game plan for the housewarming. Everything was cool. We bought all the ingredients. We had everything ready. 
the day of the house, well, actually the day before the housewarming party that Saturday, because the housewarming was on Sunday, our stove, dude, I went to go heat up menudo in the morning and the, <laughs> the stove top wouldn't heat up, man. I was trying to heat up some Juanitas there and the stove wouldn't get warm like the, the electric burners because we got uh, a glass top electric burner stove. It wouldn't heat up. So I pulled the the range unit back a little bit uh, off of the wall and it started working. So I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe something inside of it got jostled or stuck, some sensor or something. And it started working again. So I ate breakfast. Everything was cool. I went to later on that day go heat up some lunch and grant and it was the same thing. Boom, it wasn't working. So we called the tech out because uh, we got a house warm warranty for oh, a year when we bought the house. The guy came out and he's just like, yeah, I can't fix this thing. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I could do is is deem it unrepairable and give you the, the company will give you a check and, and then you're going to have to buy a new one. So, yeah, needless to say, we just got the new stove actually yesterday uh, installed and it's working like a champ. But, um, yeah, the housewarming party had to get uh, changed slightly. We had to buy everything, basically. Uh, we had to buy a bunch of cold stuff, so like sandwiches, cold pasta, potato salad. Uh, we still had the chicken from Jules, but um, that was about the only warm thing that we bought. Everything, or the pizza for the kids, but everything else was cold. So let me ask you this, you guys. Uh, this perked my ears. You, you had vodka uh pasta or spaghetti whatever at someone's wedding have you never had vodka uh spaghetti or pasta ever before to the wedding i i want to i want to say that i've had it before but i it, since it was recent you know like the the wedding for my cousin was two three weeks ago it was recent like oh my god this is good i forgot how good this stuff is this is what we should have because we were just going to have regular you know Throw some uh, tomato sauce, pasta, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like the regular stuff that you get from the store. But we're like, hey, man, let's class it up a little bit. Let's put some of this vodka sauce in. And, man, it might be better. Maybe people enjoy it better. But yeah, yeah, the the it, reason it, I say it is because that vodka uh, sauce, pasta thing to me, is, I feel like it's an acquired taste. Oh, like really? A handful, a handful of people like it. And I, I've had it before, but I'm not like, yeah, this is, this is great. And, like... It's not my really? top choice. My top, like that's like I'm gonna go out of my way. So that that's why I'm asking, and I always feel like people who eat it or prefer it have. It's like a taste that only like a handful handful of people like. Do do you, have you had it, Noel? Do you like it? Pasta oh, I love it, man. But right? I can definitely I can agree with you, Andy. There, it's it's got a unique acquired taste, but it's really? like uh, in that middle ground. Because oh, there's shit. like, let's say you're having uh, cheese. You know, you, you like cheddar cheese. Then there's queso fresco. Some people might not like queso fresco, but some might. But like that blue cheese, that really stinky garbage blue cheese, that's a handful of people that that's, like that's that. That's good shit, man. Ah, you see? Yeah. So it's, to each their yeah. own, I guess, man. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like blue Sophisticated cheese, man. Right. But yeah, maybe you're right, man. To me, I saw it as like a step above. Like, all right, Daniel ain't dishing out like the generic, you know, tomato sauce jar from ragu or whatever he's like stepping it up a little bit and getting into some something a little oh, more yeah, quiet exactly. but... it's different that's what i'm right. saying like it, i've seen it and uh I, i've had it but i'm never just like yeah oh shit they got vodka vodka sauce pasta like yeah let's get this shit like nah i'm just like nah i'm gonna stick with the marinara or some <laughs> right. shit something or meat sauce or whatever the fuck they call it i mean right it's never like um, i want some uh, vodka vodka pasta sauce shit right uh i mean granted i don't think many people noticed uh the change in the menu and everybody seemed to have a good time and uh we hung out at the crib for a, a, an hour or so and everybody ate but yeah man we, we had a scramble last minute and um kind of pivot to get something to eat so that people could eat but yeah, that's that's how the housewarming party went. Otherwise, everything else went fine with it. We were gonna have actually two parties: one on Saturday for my mother-in-law's side, and then one on Sunday for my my side of the family. But on my mother-in-law's side, um, uh, somebody ended up coming down with COVID, so we ended up canceling the whole thing and rescheduling. 
which uh, we'll see how Housewarming Party 2 goes on uh, whenever that happens. But uh, just some quick other things that I've been up to, Andy. I rewatched. I've seen it before, but it was the first time I watched it with Alana. I watched the um, Sheik documentary. I don't know if you've ever seen that one, but the Iron man, Sheik one. Yeah, the Iron Sheik one. Uh, man, it's it's kind of really, sad in the beginning, it's, right? Yeah, it's it's really <laughs> sad at first, uh, but luckily towards the end it pops and it, it has a lot of funny moments. But it's sad to see his life how it went, and it really uh, resonates with me because I've gone to conventions and stuff like that and seen some of these older wrestlers and where they're in wheelchairs and they're really bad shape man and that's what the movie kind of uh really emphasized the start at least about how iron sheik was in a really bad place uh at the start of the documentary and really turned it around by the end but yeah yeah. real quick you know where i really got bummed out and i was like this is uh fucking depressing and like i was like damn this is bad like when he went to uh the pizza place or the Chuck E. Cheese or whatever the fuck, and he's there with the belt. Right. Just, and he's just handing out autographs, and I'm just like, dude, to me, that's like, I think you're always already having substance issues around that time, and he's like, I'm gonna go here and just sit down and hand out autographs, and I'm just like, damn, like, that's to me, it was like, oof, like, this is fucking rough. Like, I, that me, I was just like, who knows get the in there or what's wrong with him because that to me like just like he wants some fucking attention like i used to be somebody now i'm still somebody watching like fucking kids are probably like who is this guy and he's like i have a wrestling belt that's how i feel about virgil man every time i see him in a comic <laughs> right when uh what's the story with you andy when you went to go virgil's table and you're like yeah let me get uh, a picture of you with somebody else not just the yeah one. so <laughs> i was there we i saw him at in the old wizard world i think it's changed his name like three times since but he was there and i'm like yeah brother like uh yeah how much and he's like yeah 20 brother and my sister lily was there with me and she's like, who the fuck is this guy? Man, he's a wrestler. See, he's right here. This I want this picture with you and Hogan. She, like, knew Hulk Hogan. And then he signs it. And then he's like, oh, um, let me give one to you, honey. And my sister's like, uh, oh, okay. She's, but her eyes, she's like, I don't want this shit. <laughs> and then she's like, what, what's your name? And he's like, Lily. What? Lily. She goes, Lee, Lee, L-I, L-I. Oh, yeah, yeah, here, and she signs it, and she's just, like, she sees, like, the wrestling. It's a black and white when he was in WWE. So it's him and, like, one who is, like, a split 8 by 10 where one side has him as WWF and one in WCW. And I was like, she's like, here, she just, I still got it. (laughs) She's just like, I don't want this shit, but she had no idea who the fuck he was. And I'm (laughs) just like, yeah, and, like, there wasn't a lot of people around them either, like, I felt not bad, but I'm just like, oh, it's somebody I remember. Maybe he's cheap or something. But, like, yeah, there wasn't a lot of people around them. And it said, like, Virgil, wrestling superstar, that band. Right. Like, yeah, there's there's some old ones that I've seen, you know, like Greg Hammer Valentine. I've seen him kind of wheel himself out there. And, man, these, these guys, they they gave their body to to wrestling. And it's it's sad to see him now in an older age and dealing with that. And the movie, or the documentary goes into that. So if you're interested in stuff like that, old school wrestling, this one especially has a positive message, kind of like the Jake the Snake documentary. Um, but it's sad to see them in this state and see them struggling well, yeah. for sure. I remember there's like a little like a cartoon bit where him and, and uh, Hacksaw got busted with weed. Right, right. Yeah. And that's kind of like his downfall, or he from got released from WWF, and then they show him wrestling in parking lots. But he like that story that happened with his daughter, right? Cheeks, right? I if I remember correctly, she got kidnapped and murdered or something, right? Or she died, and then Hacksaw he went through some shit too. And if I remember correctly, I heard on a podcast he had an accident. Like, and his girlfriend or his wife at the time, like, died. And it was like, man, like, all this, like, fucking death, man, around wrestling. Sometimes you, like, like, it's, it's, it's fucked up. Like, also with, like, Jake the Snake's, one of his daughters got kidnapped and killed. And I'm just like, 
you know, this is fucked up. <laughs> like, like there's a lot of death in wrestling, man. And sometimes I like, I don't like to think about it, but when you hear people when they do podcasts and interviews and or shoot interviews, they talk about that, and you're like, man, this is fucked up. Yeah, it is sad for sure, man. To to see a lot of. I think a lot of it, too, is that they're in the public light, so you get to hear a lot of the stuff that happens to them. But the majority of them have normal lives or as, as normal as a celebrity can be. But, yeah, yeah, the, the documentary was a, a well-done one, uh, especially with the happy, uplifting ending. Yeah, where um, he's just cursing everybody out through Twitter. Right. Make like you he, humble. He got in that wave of you know the start of youtube and uh, the start of twitter being popular and and really wrote it i don't really see much of him today i mean obviously the documentary is a little older but um, yeah he just shits on hogan a lot on twitter yeah and so then I, I i always post a gift of hogan pinning him but he's never re- replied to my shit <laughs> no nah. But yeah, Sheik, he, he was always, uh, he wasn't a favorite of mine, but I appreciated him being such a good bad guy. So uh, never mind watching an old Sheik versus Hogan match. Those those were always pretty good. Uh, something else really quick, man. I watched Sonic 2. I don't know if any of you guys were even saw part one of it, but I watched Why? Sonic 2, the movie. Why then? <laughs> Well, I, I have a son that's into um, into movies, video games, and stuff like that. So it's not just Iron Sheik and 80s wrestling, Andy, uh, whether you like to believe that or well, not. If, if you want to have him watch uh, uh, comic or uh, video game movies, make him watch like the Double Dragon movie from the 80s or the Mario Brothers movie. Oh, man, that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we watched uh, Sonic 2 and... It was okay. It was okay. I think it really went over the top campy and where I thought the first one was actually half decent where after I watched the first one, I was pretty content and happy with it. I was just like, you know, this isn't bad. This is, um, you know, a decent like seven or eight out of ten kind of movie. Uh, this one is definitely a lot more campy, a lot more over the top. Everything is bigger and um the plot is really nonsensical stuff. So I didn't really appreciate it as much, uh, even though uh, Jim Carrey was funny in it again, um, even though he's kind of weird in his own way. But I thought the movie was okay, but not as good as the first one. Have you guys seen either one, one or two? Yeah. Yeah. I saw both. I saw two recently, actually, probably like a month ago or something like that. And uh, yeah, you you calling it right, dude? It I would give the first one a higher score, maybe like a seven point five, and the second one maybe like a six point five. Right, right. Hey, you, Andy? I I haven't seen neither of them, but I do see on, on Twitter there was some controversy, like with his shoes or his teeth on the first one or something, and then the yeah. second one, Jim Carrey. Kind of, he made there's some controversy around Jim Carrey with the character he played. I, I don't know. That's all I know of it. Yeah, the first one, they kind of did something weird with Sonic for the first movie. For people that don't know, uh, at least as far as the animation, they kind of made him look more real, where his fur looked a little more real. He had actual real teeth, and um, in 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 the CG stuff, and it looked off. It looked off. So they actually went back and invested another, like, I forget how much it was, $1 billion to <laughs> to, <laughs> to fix this, uh, to fix the mistake and redo all his CG, or at least, like, the face and some of the other minor stuff, like the shoes and whatnot. But, yeah, man, they went back and redid it. And I got to say, it was well worth it because they stayed more uh to the source material of the video games and made it look like that. Just real quick, Chip and uh, Disney Plus made a movie, uh, Chip and Dale's like oh, new right. adventure. They make fun of the Sonic movie, um, and they make fun of uh, like CGI car- cartoons or something. And like, I want to see that movie because I heard it. They make fun of the a lot of the old Disney movies and some current or uh, older cartoons and stuff. And uh, uh, it was 
I, I saw some clips on YouTube, like makes me want to see that movie. So I kind of stopped watching clips. But one of the issues they brought up was there's a Sonic like character at doing conventions and he's talking about his how awesome his teeth look. And the joke is like your teeth look, uh, they don't look real or something. It was just fucking weird. But I like, I want to see that though. Yeah. Okay, movie. Uh, nothing to write home about. So if you're a Sonic fan, I guess go watch it. Otherwise, I think it's a, a good movie to pass. But uh, Noel, let's jump into you, man. What What are you up to? I see you watch Doctor Strange, uh, Multiverse of Madness. I actually really want to watch this. But I'm kind of worried that I need to watch WandaVision before I see this. But uh, let us know your thoughts, man. Yeah, just uh, really quick on this one. I, I didn't really enjoy it, man. Uh, you know, you, you go into a movie that has the title Doctor Strange. You're imagining, well, it's going to be Doctor Strange kicking ass and taking names. And nah, it's more like the reverse. Uh, it kind of props up. Like, like you were saying, you, you think you should watch WandaVision. I think that would be a good idea. Uh, just so you understand it a little better. Not not that you'll really be lost or anything. I, I wasn't lost. I, I didn't watch WandaVision, so I had no idea what to expect with her in it. But uh, you don't really you don't really get lost as much. Uh, you just kind of you're not going to be completely in depth, caught up to the level that if you watch the show. I think it's like six or eight episodes, uh, and I don't personally know all the details about the show, but essentially she has this like fantasy within that show that is shattered and she becomes emotionally like uh, without help or without solution to the point where she wants to risk destroying everything that exists so that she can have the life that she wants and uh, she essentially becomes a villain uh, in the movie Um, and that's not really a spoiler everybody saw that coming a mile away and so Doctor Strange, without giving out any spoilers, he's kind of the background character I saw him as. Um, he kind of looks like a fool. He he makes mistakes. He uh, His dialogue is pretty poor, pretty cheesy. Um, and then there's another girl in it called America Chavez. And she's uh, supposedly really powerful. And, and she's just, it's kind of like... It was kind of more of a comedic film than a serious one. And the first Doctor Strange was more of a serious movie. And I really liked it. Like, I liked it for that reason. But it seems like Disney is going this different direction with their newer movies, Phase 4, where they're trying to be more funny. They're trying to make it more comedy rather than action, like, uh, drama. Because if you watch Iron Man 1, you watch Captain America 1, you watch uh, all the, well, all the previous movies, I guess you could say. They're, they were more serious. They had, like, this tone. Uh, it reminded me of the feeling that I got when I watched the first Matrix or the Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones. Like, it had this cinematic, like, dark, deep vibe. They took the that, content seriously. Like, yeah. They didn't want to – I mean, there's going to be jokes, but, like, it's it didn't uh, – like, you're just saying, like, yeah, they're being funny. Yeah, and, and with Disney taking over, like, completely at this point it's it's becoming more woke um so just be prepared for that when you watch it uh i I got i gotta give it like maybe a six out of ten it's probably my lowest one of my lower rated uh marvel movies Uh, i was really disappointed man there was a lot of scenes that i was looking at i was just like why did they choose this way why did they put those words in that guy's mouth like why did he have to say it this way and say it that way and the yeah, I don't even want to shit on it too much. Well, watch it at your own peril. You know, it's, it's uh, two hours and a, or a little over two hours. And it just, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. He, he's one of my favorite characters, so it was kind of a bummer for me. Um, but at least Spider-Man was good, you know, or at least relatively good compared to that one. So. Yeah, I haven't but, uh, watched any of those, man. And, and I'm like. I'm kind of like you, like, eh, like, what what am I, uh, like, not that, I, I just, I'm in no rush to see him. I'm, like, kind of superheroed out. What was the last superhero movie you watched? By uh, Endgame. Okay, yeah, you know, it's a good time to stop. <laughs> so. The second, I saw the first Spider-Man, and then the second one I never watched, was it Homecoming or whatever? 
And then the third one, I really want to see it because they had the all three Spider-Mans. But I'm like, eh, <laughs> like I'm not like I said, I'm in no rush to see it. Yeah, you know, it's not going anywhere. It'll be there when you're when you're ready. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, that's that's Doctor Strange, man. Uh, about six out of ten, you know. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up is there's this new comic book that I just purchased from uh, a new writer. His name is Eric July. He has his podcast on uh, YouTube. It's uh, uh, Ripa Five Nine, I believe. Or Young Ripa Five Nine is his uh, comic uh, YouTube channel. He came up with a comic book company. It's called Ripaverse, and he has a character that he's coming out with. His name's Isom. And uh, within the past, I want to say three, four days. Uh, he's made about over two million dollars in revenue with this new book, and uh, he's uh, libertarian and pol- politically. Not that that's a big deal, but uh, his channel has always been about comics, uh, pop culture, uh, stuff like that, the movies and all that, like superhero movies and stuff. He, he he's a big on that uh, and gaming and you know all that stuff, pop culture. But um, with the woke era in full effect, full swing. He kind of was dropping off with the subscriptions to the comics, you know. He stopped buying them. He stopped supporting them. And he, he just he saw the writing on the wall. He saw that Marvel and DC, they don't care about the fans that helped them become the giants they are now. They they care about these new fans that are like fake, what is it called? Uh, fair, weather, or fair, fair weather fans. Yeah, yeah, like the people that join when it's the getting is good but when it was like struggling and coming up the og fans like you know like us three that win the comic cons and and liked comic books we're the ones that all of us are the ones that help them become who they are but they kind of lost their way now they're catering to the wrong kind of people and so this guy's like you know what man i'm done with this shit let me come up with an alternative uh uh parallel economy he calls it He's like, that's what we need. We need a parallel economy from all these liberal fuckheads, you know? Not that liberals are, are bad. It's just that's how he puts it, you know, like that they're crackheads, he calls them. And so, <laughs> and you know, there are some that give you that inter- that, I- that idea, you know, that, uh, that way of thinking that, yeah, some of these people are just a little out there, man, especially when you get to the extreme left side. And so he's like, you know what? I'm done with all this. I'm going to make my new thing. He's, it's called the Ripaverse. Um, and I, I bought the first book. It's like 35 bucks. Uh, you can still get it right now if you want. Cover A and B uh, is out there. And so I'm wishing him luck, dude. Uh, it's giving me inspiration. I'm actually starting to write my own stuff, uh, and I'm working on it with a few of my uh, friends and, and my brother as well as an artist. And uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But for now, uh, check out, you know, Ripaverse, uh, Eric July, and uh, – let us know what you think. What's his like main character? What's his like? It's just like somebody with superhuman strength, or like like the main character that he's pushing. Uh, the the main character he's pushing, I don't know too much about him at the moment. Um, oh, okay. I, it, it's still kind of like relatively new, so I, I haven't really been able to read anything yet. the The books are going to be releasing in August. You could buy them now, but they're releasing in August. Oh, okay, okay. Now you said twenty five for this book. Uh, thirty five. Thirty five. Around, around there, yeah. It's it's, it's it's a hundred page book or something like that. Oh, okay. I was about to say, man, the comic books jump from three bucks to thirty five bucks. I'm like, Jesus it's Christ! Like a trade paperback or something. Like, what the hell's going on? Okay, that makes more yeah. sense. And uh, he got some really famous artists to do it. It's not like this is like janky, like. Yeah, I, I personally have never read any of his stuff, so he's a writer. I don't personally know his level of writing. I imagine he's a really good writer. He's read a lot of comics, so I imagine he has good ideas. But the artists uh, that he got for them are actually really well-known, like really reputable artists that have worked for the big two. And uh, he's paying them more than they were making when they were working for Marvel and DC. So I know he's put in a, a, a good chunk of change on this project. And to see him come out with over $2 million in revenue in the first days, bro. It's been literally maybe about four days. Um, it's just incredible. So I'm happy for him. Uh, it gives me motivation to start my own thing. Uh, I've always been a writer, since I can remember. And uh, I, I have so many ideas from when I was growing up to even now I'm still coming up with characters. So I think it's time, dude. I think it's time for this parallel economy. 
Real, real quick, did you guys ever see the documentary that got released a couple years back on the uh, Image Comics? I think it's called the Image Comics Revolution. And they took all those people uh, from, they were like the big two, like always DC and Marvel and like Jim Lee and um, Layfield and all them, how they uh, they left all those to, to to form their own publishing companies and then Image distributed and how they, like McFarlane with Spawn and all that. Um, it's kind of dwells like what you're talking. It wasn't as much political, but more about control, and they made a ton of money. And then it talks about how it kind of like at the end, <laughs> uh, it kind of like split up. But you guys ever seen that documentary? No. What's that one called? Uh, the Image uh, Image Revolution. I'll, I'll try to find you a trailer, but it, it kind of parallels to like you said. This time, more political stuff. So people are like, I'm gonna do my own shit because they have. Uh, I don't want to say agenda, but they're, they're pushing a narrative. But back yeah. then, it was more like Image or uh, DC and Marvel had their their corporate way. Like this is what we want. They didn't really let them explore any other uh, subjects or anything. Like this is what we want, and then they wanted to do more than just be great artists. They wanted to push stories farther. And uh, Marvel and DC were like, "No, nah, we're not having that." So they, yeah, that's dude. why they left. I'm going to have to watch that documentary. It sounds pretty interesting because it's definitely changed a lot, man. Uh, If you look at the current comics today, they're they're talking about safe spaces and pronouns and shit like that. Yeah. It's very political. It's very in your face. And it's just it's it's uninteresting. It's literally boring, man. It's 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 not just uh, what is it called? Superman. Like we all know what Superman is. And then they're like, oh, he's uh." He's dating a dude now and changing yeah. hair colors or uh, Spider-Man's uh, Hispanic and he's gay and like, well, like what, what, what's going on here? Like we all knew, like you kind of said, these characters, we've read them forever. They've been around forever. And now they're just like, let's make them this. And it's not like uh, a parallel universe or a multiverse or whatever. It's like this is the like in canon or something. And I'm like, I don't know, like, I haven't read comics in a while, and, like, but you see that, those headlines pop up, and you're, like, thinking, like, what the hell is going on? It's ridiculous, man. It's freaking crazy right now, the times we're going through, but you know what? You know, we'll just have to find an alternative, and uh, so that's why I bought this guy's book. I don't buy a lot of books, man. Like, I have a few here, but I'm very selective with what I buy, but I really wanted to support him because I've seen his podcast for over a year. And he, he's a he's a guy that's like on the grind and he's a guy that has a good head on his shoulders. And uh, he talks about a lot of, you know, things that we should be doing, uh, decentralization in the in the country, stuff like that. And so, you know, I, I'm supporting him and I hope other people will as well. But uh, one last thing I wanted to catch up. And actually, it's, it's funny that you mentioned Superman a little bit ago, because uh, that's the last thing I wanted to catch you guys up on. I finished uh, season two of Superman and Lois. And uh, I have to say, dude, the show is still running great. And uh, it's like such a refreshing, surprising turn of like twist of fate there because CW is like really known right now for being more woke like than ever before. And I, I had this, I've watched so many shows on the CW and a lot of them started off strong and then they really ended poorly. And this one. I thought, man, you know, the first season was good, but maybe season two, they're going to start putting in their woke agenda and start making people, you know, change from their way of being. You know what I mean? Like start right. making, the, you know, changes. But no, everything stayed, you know, relatively the same. Introduced new characters and Superman is still in the forefront. Although there was a couple hiccups here. You, you got to you got to imagine Superman. If it's going to be entertaining, Superman has to fight some strong individuals. And so. Uh, he fights Bizarro in this season. Uh, it deals with the Bizarro world, and Ooh. it's it's pretty interesting, dude. I, I have to recommend this one. Uh, I don't recommend a lot of CW stuff because, like I said, they're kind of falling off right now. And they they just got sold to Discovery, and they've been canceling shows and shit. But one of the ones that I still watch and will continue to watch as long as they keep up with their high quality is uh, Superman and Lois. Nice man, I'm I'm a huge Superman fan, and I remember when this show first got announced, I was really excited about it. But to be honest, I didn't even see season one. But just you talking about it, uh, maybe I'll have to go see if I could find it so I could uh, watch season one because it it sounds like it's a good show. 
100% agree, dude. Uh, I actually waited till season two end, ended because the way they did it, and this is another thing with CW that bothers me, when they have good shows, it's like they go out of their way to ruin the viewership. Like, they find ways of doing it, and it's really weird. Uh, I think they're personally sabotaging their own channel, but I don't know. I can't prove that. But Superman and Lois went on hiatus, I want to say, four to five times within this calendar year. They started the season, showed two episodes. They went off hiatus. They went on hiatus for like two weeks. Came back, showed another two episodes, went on hiatus for a month. Came back, showed like two or three episodes, and went on hiatus for like a month and a half. And I'm like, dude, the viewership is going to die if you keep doing that shit. But I'm like, you know what? I, I love the show. I'm going to still watch it. I'm just going to wait until the season ends, and I'll watch the whole thing. And that's what I did, and I actually ended up liking that better because now I wasn't waiting every week for the next episode. I was watching it all in one go, like a binge, and it was like that much more entertaining. It was like right. watching a, a long movie. Uh, it was it was great. I I definitely recommend you watch season one, and uh, I'm pretty sure you're gonna like it, dude. It especially because it deals with him being a dad. He has two kids that are uh, in high school or teenagers, and. Uh, one of them gets uh, powers, and it's it's pretty cool, man. Seeing Superboy, it's pretty interesting. Wait, wait. Superman has two kids with Lois Lane? Yeah, he has two kids. One name is John, and the other one is Jordan. And are they married or no? Yeah, they're married in this okay. uh, this show. And he, he, go, he goes back to Smallville after... Uh, Jesus, it's not really spoilers, a, man. Well, I mean, that it's literally in the first episode. Literally in the okay. first episode, you're going to see he goes back to Smallville. Uh, and he meets Lana Lang there, reunites, and they're all friends and everything. And he's trying to keep a secret, which is harder because uh, now he's in you know small town where, you know what I mean. So it's it's hard to keep a secret, but uh, especially with his son developing these powers. But it's so freaking cool to see. Like there's actually a lot of different storylines that each person has. Like they all have their own moment to shine. But Superman is still always. Always the OG, always the spotlight, and that's the way it should be. Right. In my opinion. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what I wanted to catch you guys up on. Uh, and, you know, now we have uh, a chance to go into our article of the week. So here we got an article from The Guardian. Uh, it is titled, Disturbing Weed Killer Ingredient Tied to Cancer Found in 80% of U.S. Urine Samples. The CDC study finds glyphosate, a controversial ingredient found in weed killers, including popular Roundup brand present in samples. So they, they got 80% of urine samples drawn from children and adults in the U.S., and they found that there was this chemical and pretty much all those samples um, that links to pesticides and herbicides that are used in pretty much all farmland around the U.S. Uh, unless you get organic food, uh, you're, you're probably going to be exposed to this. And so it's really alarming to these people because it's it seems like it might have a, a, de a detrimental impact and increase cancer rates in the U.S. population. Uh, it gives out a bunch of different facts here from the central, the Center of Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, so there was 2,300 urine samples, roughly, uh, intended to represent the U.S. population. Uh, 1,885 samples were laced with detectable traces of glyphosate. So it's an ingredient and found that's, that's found in Roundup, which is a very popular brand. So almost a third of the participants were children ranging, ranging from the ages of 6 to 18. Uh, and they're saying that, you know, these high levels of glyphosate uh, have been in there for years, it looks like. Um, so, yeah, really quickly, guys, what, what do you think about all this? I've I've actually heard about this uh, years ago, man. I don't know if it was, like, widely known or not. But, um, like, I, I do uh, some gardening and, and I do use weed killers for, like, in between the stones and the sidewalks and stuff. And I remember when Junior was younger and he was out there and he wanted to help me. And I was kind of hesitant in having him help me spray. Just thinking if he starts inhaling the stuff, is it going to produce cancer? Because I've read stuff about it. And then now even uh, not even just spraying it, but also if it 
rains in the water grabs this you know pesticide thing is it going to go into the crops and then now the grass is contaminated and now if i have it close to my garden is my garden contaminated because the article does make mention that uh kids have the highest percentage of this um this uh glimmer whatever so it's something that they're eating in abundance that is giving them this uh because i doubt all these kids are spraying this weed killer everywhere so it must be the stuff that they're eating so it's getting contaminated inside of our soil so really alarming yeah yeah it goes on to say here that there was an analysis that glyphosate exposure increases the risk of non-hodgkin lymphoma this is from a 2019 scientific paper um and they also found that glyphosate is found in human that was found in human urine has been rising since the 1990s when Monsanto they introduced GMO crops and you know they would be sprayed directly with Roundup and this was done uh, a research done back in 2017. Uh, it also says here that more than 200 million pounds of glyphosate are used annually by U.S. farmers on their fields. They're used on corn, soybeans, and even things like sam, uh, spinach and uh, almonds. So it is definitely popular uh, use of it. And I think with children especially, because they're still growing and they're, they're definitely a lot smaller in size compared to a human adult, they're going to be exposed to higher levels of it because their livers won't be able to remove the same amount that an adult probably would. Uh, and just because they're smaller, just like everything else hits a child stronger, you know, alcohol, medication, all, all sorts of things will hit a child stronger than an adult. This works in that same way where this chemical will affect them stronger. And that is a risk as they continue to age, whether or not they'll develop these cancers down the line. And, uh, you know, it's really worrisome, especially if, I would say for the Mexican population, because this like things like corn are sprayed with this and corn's already GMO. So it's already getting fucked with. So now you're, you're putting weird genetics in corn. And then on top of that, putting these pesticides and all this corn's come, you know, not all of it, but a lot of corn is converted into tortillas that are sold across the country, like by the tons, you know, like it's every Mexican household that I know of will have tortillas and multiple dozens. And those dozens will go within a week. And so imagine how much of this chemical we're con consuming, uh, especially because we're not buying organic generally. Uh, from, from what I grew up with, most people bought whatever was affordable. And uh, unfortunately, organic's more expensive. And so a lot of households don't really have a lot of those options in there. But I think that's going to become something that needs to change uh, if we want to avoid, you know, just having to develop all these things that we don't want in our bodies. Yeah, I mean... Um yeah, the, when I was reading the article, I'm like, like all this shit, because I've used Roundup uh, before, and I'm just like, all this from the fucking killing weeds and run your house. But then yeah, when the the article goes into the, they use it to for crop dusting and uh, and fields and and all that. I'm like, oh, okay, so I didn't know that. And some of it, it goes. The article even says they they spray it on before they even plant the food. I'm just like. Uh, but Jesus, so they use like a ton of it, yeah. Um, many farmers also use it on fields before the growing season. So I'm just like, including spinach growers and almond producers. It's considered the most widely used herbicide in history. So I was just like, whoa, like I didn't know that. I thought, I didn't, it, to me, like they wouldn't use this shit on, uh, on food, right? But apparently I'm wrong. And then, uh, so, yeah, it's interesting to see. I mean, the article at the end kind of talks. They're pushing uh, the EPA to take an opposite stance on classifying gelasophyte uh, and then I like it to be a carnogenic. So, I don't know, man. It's just uh, it's getting harder and harder, especially with Manasano and shit. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it To me, like, I don't want to eat that shit. I don't want chemicals, but. Hey man, if you go to McDonald's, who knows what the fuck's in that meat and all that other shit? <laughs> so right. it's like you yeah, pick okay. your poison sometimes, man. And like, in the uh, yeah, I just people need to get educated and make those decisions. But yeah, man, like eighty percent—that's that's a big 
that's a big percentage. Alana has a garden here in our backyard, and um, she recently had a plant. I think it's her uh, uh, lettuce or romaine lettuce or something like that plant that was uh, kale. It was her kale plant. And she noticed that it had been the leaves keep getting eaten at. So she was thinking it was birds. So she put like toothpicks to kind of keep birds off of it. And then when she ended up finding out that it's actually caterpillars that yeah. are eating it and bugs that are eating her kale up. And so she's telling me about this and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, bugs do eat uh, vegetables. They like it. So I'm like, you're going to have to spray pesticides on it to keep these bugs from coming there or something equivalent to that, some kind of natural uh, remedy to kind of keep bugs away. But yeah, I could understand how crop builders, I mean, this is money. So if you have a thousand crops of corn and half of them get infested and you can't sell it, that's a negative, you know, you're losing money. So you buy these pesticides and you spray everything to keep the bugs off of it. So then you can, turn your crops into money so i i get it man uh, i understand that argument um i want to say though that what you're selling is is essentially poisoned at that point so it's there right, there are yeah exactly as long as they sell it but uh there, there's like an ethical dilemma there you know and not I mean? in the government size though you know according to the article they classify they they look at it different and that's the people who or the agencies are just who makes those decisions. Um, that's why they could spray it at you. And I'm with you. Like, uh, I, we all know it's not good for you. I mean, we all know that it's just yet to continue to use it and uh, shit that people eat every day. You know, I, I bet the politicians that agree that they could use it. I bet they're not eating that shit, though. No, of course. Not. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. So it's. It just goes to show you, man, how fucked up things are. But um, all we can do is learn and make an educated choice. Uh, my recommendation is to try to go organic completely and, you know, cut out everything that isn't just to take the precaution, you know, because we've already ingested years and years of this shit. But now that I'm aware about it, I, I think I started at the age of 30 eating organic. And uh, I'm hoping that's not too late. You know, I'm hoping that 30 years of that stuff isn't going to cause some issue down the line. I'm going to do my very best to prevent that. But uh, I really feel for the people that don't have that option, you know, where money is tighter and they have to only get what's available. And so I'm hoping that in the future, people either start growing their own garden or they uh, they find local farms that, you know, grow organic. I know there's a farm by you, Daniel. Um, so that's right. always an option as well. And Maybe you get really chummy with them and, you know, you get really friendly and all that and then they can give you discounts. I don't know. But uh, there's got to be alternatives. And uh, one other thing I wanted to say is uh, for Alana's plant, try uh, neem oil. Neem oil helped me when I had my my uh, herbal remedy plant over here. Um, and it worked. Uh, caterpillars were going crazy on it until I started spraying this stuff and it kind of died down a little bit. Well, yeah, I'll have to tell her. You have to text it to me because I have no idea how to spell Nimor or Giacolamosaka, whatever, from this article. <laughs> You're going to have to text it to me so I can give it to Alana. But if Sounds we get good. the Rondo brand, that's the highest quality. But if we get those store brands, who knows? That shit might be even worse. Well, I buy whichever one's on sale. But uh, <laughs> usually Roundup is the, is the, the leader in that. But yeah, like like I said, it, it's just getting educated, and uh, you gotta make those decisions because everything we eat, you know, uh, even down to when you bathe, like with the shampoos and and and, and like uh, soaps, you just like you ever read like what's in there? Like, is this shit good? I mean, I don't know, but I don't really. Nobody ever talks about like soap has this that causes cancer, but I mean like. It's like acid this and that, and I'm just like, and then if you get like really organic soap or like natural, like real soap, it's expensive and it doesn't last as long. Yeah, I always felt that way about sunscreen because mm -hmm. doctors will say like, put on sunscreen, put it on, you go outside, put it on, put it on. And then a lot of it, they say, put a lot of it. And I'm like, dude, well, this is like fucking pure chemicals. Like, I don't know what the hell this is. 
Like my doctor told me not to use one of the lotions I got, and you're telling me I could I got to use a sunscreen though with all these other chemicals? Like nah, dude. <laughs> like sums up with that. Like I'll just trust in the melanin my my body produces and my, the tan that I get that farmers tan every year, and just you know trust that's protecting me. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like my wife's always like, ah, oh, this is uh, this is old. Like and it's like soups or like. Even fucking, we have turkey here that we never opened in, like, the one pound, like, it says March. I'm like, look at this shit. This shit's, like, all chemicals. This is still, it's not spoiled because we opened the package. It's like, oh, it's just old, but I go, this shit's processed to the, I always tell it's processed to the bone. It's, it's, it's going to last forever unless you, like, expose it to air and shit, which we haven't. Same thing with soups and, like, everything, everything, anything frozen, it's old. I'm like... Uh, like pizzas and shit, like this shit's designed to last forever. Like they put so many chemicals in it because they know if you, you open it up and they're gonna be like, this shit tastes like crap. They're like, well, how can that be? It's frozen and we put a lot of chemicals in there. Yeah, this so. lady found a, a McDonald's, uh, was it cheeseburger or something from like 20 years ago that she did an experiment. She left it in her like closet or something, like a shoebox for 20 years. She busted it out, no mold whatsoever. It, it's obviously dry and brittle and like crumbles in her hand, mm -hmm. but there's no mold because mold, it just can't eat it. <laughs> Not even mold <laughs> could eat that shit. <laughs> but uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. It's all the time we got. Let us know what you think if you guys use Roundup or uh, GMO stuff. I mean, I know some people, I mean, maybe they don't know, they buy it, they use it, but. Um, you know, it is what it is. Let us know what you guys thoughts are on that at ffnquestions at gmail.com. But uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. You can remember, you can follow Freeform Network on Facebook and Twitter under Freeform Network. Send your questions, suggestions, stories, uh, anything you want to talk about at ffnquestions at gmail.com. There's where uh, we we like to interact with people or anything. Uh, we will share that on the show. Don't forget to check out our webpage, freeformnetwork.podbean.com. There's all our shows. Um, you see our links, our, uh, the platforms we're on. Everything's on the website. Check it out, man. Uh, you know, Let us know what you guys think about that. Uh, we're on uh, Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, YouTube, um, iHeart or something. I mean, we're on so many, I can't keep track. But whatever you do, or whatever platform you use, listen, subscribe write a comment uh let us know uh for freeform radio we got daniel yes sir everybody have a blessed week and we'll catch you on the next one we got noel everybody thank you for listening and as always focus on your health there's no replacement for health and uh, all the money in the world ain't gonna get you that so focus on it while you have it and it's all good andy yeah man you guys have a good week we'll catch you on the next one and uh Hit us up, man, on Twitter, uh, Facebook, YouTube, whatever. I, mean, I love chatting with people or mixing it up with them. But uh, you guys have a good week. Dad.